So good morning, everyone. I am. Um, my name's Amy. For any of you I haven't met yet, I've been part of this church for about two years now-ish. And last year I had the honour. Sorry, can you hear me? <laughs> of being asked to be part of the Bright team. I'm part of the Bright team with Matt, Aid, and Dave. Um, these men are quite an inspiration to work with. The the energy and the adoration they have for God and what they put into planning this festival is astounding, you wouldn't believe. Um, coming into the Bright team, I got the hat of creative director, which has been amazing. What I have to do is help the site look as beautiful as possible. So anyone walking past on the day will look down and go, wow, we want to go there. Um, this creative side of things is not just on the day making it look lovely. We spend months beforehand putting it all together. And so many people in the church have helped. And I just want to thank you. You know who you are. Um, but what I really want to talk to you is the vision of the festival. Why? Why we do what we do. So the first thing is we want to bless the Lord with public worship. We can show him openly and publicly how much we adore him, sharing the beauty and the power of the gospel for everyone who hasn't tasted it yet. We also want to smash any of those preconceived ideas people have about Christianity. We are very much like every man. We are fighting the battles. We are living through the joyous moments. We just have God to come alongside us. So we want to share that with as many people as possible. We also want to empower all the local churches to reach out again and be completely unashamed of our faith. And being part of Bright's team on the day as a representative of our church and every church in the area is the opportunity to share the gospel message, to be open about our faith in a really natural way. People haven't had to walk into a church. They can come to a park, to a picnic. Um, we can strike up a conversation while their child is jumping on the trampoline or ice cream. That would be a nice one for me. <laughs> and just let the conversation naturally happen. Um, and as the church, we also want to have the opportunity to use our gifts and our talents. We might not normally have them represented in everyday church life. I know that me being creative, I'm allowed to use my creativity on the day. Dave, our health and safety head, our organizer, he shines. He really does. I don't think we'd do it without him. <laughs> and then let's talk about Matt and Aid. <laughs> Their hosting entertainment talents really shine through. How they bounce off each other on stage and just shine throughout the day is amazing. Um, but that's just us, the four of us. We want everyone in the church to be part of our bright team, for all of you to be able to use your talents to come and join in. You can either join us by praying before the day. Um, if you have love for people, come and join our welcome team. Come and welcome them to the island. If you want to help but you don't want to be at the forefront, we need people to help set up and break down. It's such a vital part of the day. Or just come and witness to people the love of God and your adoration for the Lord through worship. But the last thing, we want to be visible as a church and as a community coming together with all the other churches, showing that we're working together. If we can't to work together as churches, how can we be an example to other people? So we are all for the one, and we are one who might make a difference to the all. Okay. So my challenge to you is, can you put on your lion faces, being brave and 
sharing God's love? Can you put on your ox faces, living the life God has mapped out for us, never giving up, being the rock solid in what he asks of us? Can you soar closely to his word as the eagles do? And on the day, put your human face on and relate to everybody you meet there. Amen. That's why we do what we do. Um, would you turn in your Bibles to Acts and chapter 16? Oh, we're going to go there in a moment. I want to pick up on this all-for-one theme. This is the phrase that's been um, bubbling around. And the one is just really important on so many levels. Everything we do at Bright, we do for him. We do for Jesus. When people come to me and say, so what's the measurable fruit of this festival. So much energy goes into it, so much finance goes into it, so much organization throughout the year goes into it. Where's the fruit? And the first thing I say is, it pleases him. I just believe it brings God so much pleasure that we are not ashamed of our faith. We're not ashamed of our relationship with him. We're not ashamed of the gospel. We love to get out there and be who we are in public. It's about us standing up and saying, we love Jesus and we're not ashamed about it. It's all for him. So even if we don't see anyone uh, who seems to uh, ask one question about our faith or, about, or, or we perceive her on a journey or uh, that would give their heart to Jesus on the island or maybe they might receive prayer or be healed or whatever, even if none of that happens, we've succeeded because we've brought Jesus great pleasure. And we believe every time we do this, it changes something in the atmosphere of our town. So it's all for one. It's all for him. But it's also, it's the approach that we want to take with this festival. That everything we do, it's not, it, as well as being sort of vertical worship, it's also about going after the one person that the Lord might have for us to meet. As part of this event... We've always had prayer spaces prepared. We've had prayer tents or prayer walks in the woods. And after last year, we had some feedback from our World Horizons team that were with us this time last year. Sorry, for bright last year. And they gave us a really important observation, one that we'd sort of had confirmed from previous years as well. And that is that the prayer spaces were really underused. People didn't walk into a prayer tent and say, hey, could you pray for me? I've got these issues in my life and I believe that someone in this tent might be able to help me. People weren't doing that. So we had a lot of people that were just waiting in those prayer tents, waiting to minister, but nobody coming in. And the World Horizons team shared with us that people don't know what to do with prayer because they don't know what prayer is. And it takes real confidence and a bit of a, a, an understanding and a hunger for prayer in order to walk into a confined space like that and ask for prayer. Who knows what's going to happen when people go over that threshold into the tent? They might be pounced on by Christians. So <laughs> they said you know, actually preparing prayer spaces isn't always the way. And so we got to thinking about this and thought, okay, well, if we didn't have prayer spaces, what would we do? And the World Horizons guys said something that really stuck with us. 
Most people will happily receive prayer if it's been offered by someone who has listened to them. So everyone that comes down on the island, the vast majority of people that comes down that have no Christian faith of their own would happily have you guys pray for them if you'd already spent the time to strike up a, a, a friendship of some kind and heard something of their lives and valued them first. And we thought, why don't we just for, for one year do away with one physical prayer tent and instead think of ourselves as a hundred walking prayer tents? All of us just looking for one person that God wants to minister to. That could be a game changer. If everybody in this room prayed for one person on the island, naturally, because we'd already developed a friendship, something had come up, and we said, hey, let's pray. Could I pray about that, whatever it is? That would be the equivalent of 100 people walking into our prayer tent saying, could you pray for me? And that would be awesome, wouldn't it? You up for that? So have you found Act 16 now? I want to talk uh, just for a couple of minutes about the very first convert in Europe. So this is a woman called Lydia, and she's the very first person in the whole of Europe to, to become a believer in Jesus. So Act 16 and from verse 13. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate to a riverside called Vere Island, where we were supposing that there would be a place of prayer. And we sat down and began speaking to the women who had assembled. A woman named Lydia, from the city of Thyatira, a seller of purple fabrics, a worshipper of God, was listening. And the Lord opened her heart to respond to the things spoken by Paul. I love this. I think I say that every time I read the Bible. I love this, Doris. This woman was the very first convert. And what did Paul do? When he arrived in a new place, he just went outside the, the city to a riverside, which was a sort of traditional place where worshippers go to, to worship in some way. And it says that this woman was a worshipper of God. But it also said, then the Lord opened her heart to respond to what Paul said. So she's a worshipper. She's someone who is seeking. She's someone who is, has a sort of devout heart. But she's not yet been introduced to Jesus. So when Paul engages with her, she's already someone with, with a, a spirituality, with a, with a hunger, with, with a desire to live in this world in a conscientious and spiritually open way. And she's relating to God as best she knows how, possibly uh, in a sort of nominal Jewish way. But who knows? I mean, she's from Thyatira, so she may not have been a Jew. She may have been. But she's someone who is reaching out towards God and wanting to live in that kind of conscientious way. And I think we are living in a town full of these people who are reaching out to God, who are wanting to live in a conscientious way, who are wanting to live that blesses the world and honors what is beyond and reaching out for authentic spirituality. And Paul just comes alongside this person with this heart to reach out and just reveals Jesus. It's like the last piece of the puzzle. And it said the Holy Spirit opened her heart so that she was able to receive what Paul had to say. And that's what we're going down there to do. We're going down to find the one Lydia for each of us. 
And our prayer is that the Holy Spirit would open the hearts. It's not about our performance. It's not about how cool the music is. It's not about how tasty the ice cream is. All of that kind of helps. But ultimately, it's about what the Holy Spirit is going to do as we place our faith in him and all of us go after the one. Amen? Amen. I'm going to hand over to Dave. Okay, we're going from modern technology. Me and Matt were joking. So my iPad is just a bit of paper here. Um, so we've heard about the why, and um, we hope that you're inspired to think about how you can help this year to make that happen, to create that atmosphere down on the island by the river, um, and where you fit into this big picture that God has this year for Bright. Um, so looking at... How can you help? Let's just first think as a church what we're really good at. Karen's already nicked one of my points, which was hospitality. As a church, we're really good at inviting people to for meals, looking out for people, supporting people in various situations. And that's something that we can offer as a church family to people in our town. Um, this morning and then later on today, this room transforms, um, it's set up, we're packing away. We're really good at doing that. People were here really late last night, clearing up, uh, blessing Neil and Rebecca by helping tidying up this space. That's what we need. We need people who are willing to do that on the day, who are there at 11-ish o'clock at night, in the dark, trying to find something that we've missed. Um, we're good at serving tea and coffee. We're good at looking after our kids um, and blessing them with entertainment and fun and teaching. Um, and I know most of the people I'm speaking to are probably at the back, but actually all of us have a role to play in um, the festival this year. So th thinking that through as to what we're really good at, what are you really good at of those things that I've talked about? Or is there something I've missed? How does that fit into Bright? So on the day, we need a set-up team. We cannot create this atmosphere and this um, festival without people who are willing to get up really early in the morning and put up those really large marquees and get the infrastructure ready for the rest of us to come back into and deliver this festival. And that works really well. And we amaze ourselves with the speed that we get it up and end up sort of looking around thinking, mm, now what do we do? But... It's better that way than at 12 o'clock thinking, hmm, there's another marquee to go. Um, then during the event, we need the practical things. We need people who are trained in first aid. We need people to steward. We need people to welcome, not to drag people off the street, but to welcome them onto the island and invite them. And like we do here, somebody comes into church and we don't recognise them. So we invite them in. We find somebody to put them, you know, sit them down, find them a seat. Find them somebody to talk to. That's all we're asking. We do it all the time already. So it, it's nothing new. It shouldn't be something as a surprise. Um, we need creative people to work with our creative director. Um, on the day, it looked stunning last year with all of the stuff. Um, stuff, sorry, I'm not the creative one. Um, all of the creative stuff 
sorry, Amy, um, around the festival site, it really made a difference. And it was so visible from a distance to see what was going on and to entice people in. And, and that takes so much time. That takes Sunday afternoons and Saturdays between now and then to come into church and tidy them up and check that they all still look the same as they did last year. Um, so that's really important. And hospitality. I know last year, Karen also, sorry to pick on you, Karen, but I think you offered up your home because you weren't around for the festival, for hospitality, for people who are coming down. Actually, if that's what you can offer, that really makes the festival work. If we, we've got people coming down who need to stay overnight on the Friday night or maybe through the Friday and the Saturday night to the Sunday, if you can offer to look after them, that makes the festival happen. It's unseen. It's not unseen by God, but actually it's what we need, and that really helps us out. So that's something else you can do. And then at the end of the night, we need to pack it away, and that's really important to us because um, certainly the, uh, the sound engineers and the stage guys really are blessed by us staying behind and helping them. It's unusual. Most organisers for festivals and concerts will just disappear and the stage are still there at midnight de-rigging. We're there pushing their stuff up the ramp and helping them. And that blesses them in a way that sometimes people don't realise that that's what they're doing by helping out. So that's really important. So what do we require of you? If you're thinking, how do I now help um, in June this year? We require grace because sometimes it goes wrong and sometimes we have to change our plan and sometimes it doesn't go exactly as we had thought about. So we need grace when it goes a little bit wrong or we change. We need commitment. If you say you're going to turn up, we need you to turn up because we're relying on you. Um, and we need humour because it does go wrong. And you do look stupid. Um, but yeah, humour is really important. What we offer for you is we, we'll do a training and a support evening in the weeks coming up to Bright. We'll organise teams so that you know who you're working with and you know what you're doing. If you're now sat there thinking, right, I know where my skills and talents lie, I know how I'm going to use them, then please come and find me at the end. We're conveniently wearing, the four of us, very well, varying yellows of T-shirts, depending on how many times we've washed them. Um, Come and find us at the end and let us know. If not, and you want to think about this and pray about it and maybe talk in your mission communities about how you can serve, then come and find us on Church Family Night in April when there will be a real push to fill the gaps in the rotor so that we know that we can deliver this. Um, and then if you don't want to wait until June and you want to start helping now, then there's so many different ways that you can help now which are really important which is a seamless link to you, Matt. <laughs> you were just agreeing. I was. I was just sitting there nodding. Oh, that's my cue. Okay. Good morning, wonderful church. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Amy. Um, would you join me in prayer? Father, I just want to give thanks and praise to you, our Lord and Saviour. Lord, um, I want to thank you for this opportunity to work with you, to have fun with you. Lord, thank you that we're knitted together by your love. We're a church family that, um, that shares love for each other and love for you. 
And Father, will this morning, will your Holy Spirit take the words of this morning and plant them in our hearts so that we, we cannot forget them. They will keep coming back to us. That we will have bright in the forefront of our minds and in the forefront of our hearts. And we give it all to you, the one. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Are you excited? God yes. oh, <laughs> Okay, let's rewind. Are you excited, church? Oh, for the second time. Right, brilliant. That's what I like to see, an excited church. So let's stand. Let's stand, because it livens us up a bit. Come on. Humor me. And for that, I know it's a bit difficult because we've got the bunting in the way a little bit, but let's speak this out together. It's our verse for the year. So each went straight forward. Wherever the Spirit was about to go, they would go without turning as they went. Brilliant. You take a seat. So why did we do that? Why did, why did we all speak that out? I believe that this is, this is our opportunity. Bright, Veer Island is our opportunity to go straight forward. Wherever the Spirit was about to go, they would go without turning as they went. So I kind of have this vision in my mind that as Bright starts to get going, we will be focusing our hearts and our spirits, our minds, our eyes, down towards Veer Island because that's where the Spirit wants to go. And I, I, I believe that strongly. Okay. Who's got a calendar? Brilliant. You work to your calendars. Excellent. So when you're, I'm going to ask you, when you go home, thumb through your calendars and you'll see on there, you know, May the 5th. Oh, we've got Uncle Frank's uh, 90th birthday. Fantastic. You'll see in there that we've got September the 25th, Auntie Marjorie. It's their silver wedding. Can't remember who she's married with because I just made that up. But the point, I'm, the point I'm making is that we've got diaries and we've got uh, invitations that have been given to us by people and we make every effort to get to those events. Who's been saved by Jesus? Who knows that he gave it all for us? Okay. If Jesus sends you an invite, are you going to take it seriously? Yeah? Put your hands up. You're going to take it seriously. So when he's invited you, put it in your diary. Don't just let somebody's this, that, and the other get in the way or some other event get in the way. So, you know, it's straight to the point. Let's make sure we get there. It's really important. I believe that this is our opportunity as a family to be led by the Holy Spirit. And it's going to be exciting. We're going to see how it is. We're going to experience how it is to work with the Holy Spirit and to work with Jesus. I've, I've been, so since we sort of started this whole bright thing, year on year, it's been amazing to see how um, how the Lord has helped to build it, 
Um, one of the things that has impacted me quite strongly is the finance. So it's one thing that we've put this on, and we've tried to um, we've tried to be self-sufficient, and we always start with absolutely nothing. Um, and it it's it used to be for me a concern because if you start something and you're aiming towards somewhere, you should really have some planning and and everything involved. And we do plan, you know, very seriously for this. But the finance is just something that that we have to trust him, that he will help us. And I've just been bowled over by the way that that happens every single time. So I wanted to let you know that because it, you might not see it, but he comes through every single time. And that's quite something to see. Do you want to shine for Jesus? You want to do it? Yeah. Because we know what it's meant to us, don't we? We know how our lives have been changed. We've had that wonderful gift given to us freely. We've had a free gift. But when we put on a free event, there's actually a cost to this. There's a cost to our freedom, our spiritual freedom, to Jesus. It costs his life for us as sinners. But this is on a slightly different level. This requires us to uh, be sacrificial in our giving. So it's not, it's sometimes not easy to sort of, you know, I don't want to do this whole Bob Geldof live aid thing where it's like, give us your money type thing, because that's kind of not what we're about. We're trusting in the Lord to do this, and he will. He will. Okay, so an initiative that we started was to become a bright, shining star. So you might want to give today is about learning what bright's all about, what's going to happen, um, and, and really just envisioning the church for that. But one of the things with the financial side is that you might want to go with us and become a bright, shining star. You might want to give every month. It's a direct debit uh, type situation. Um, and if you do want to do that, come and see one of the Bright team and we can point you in the right direction. But that might be a way that you, you might want to support this initiative. Or you might want to um, give a one-off gift to, and specifically to Bright. So when we take up our offering, which we'll, we'll do in a moment, um, there will be the usual envelopes. But if you can write on, on the front of the envelope, if you would like to give, um, write Bright. And if you feel that this morning you don't want to do that, that you want to pray about it, you want to seek his guidance, you want to make sure that you're doing the right thing by God, then I would encourage you to take that envelope home with you or uh, when you come back on a different Sunday, you can um, mark the envelope as bright for your giving. Okay. So I think what I would like to do is invite the band back up That'd be great if we can. And actually, while, while, while the band come, wasn't it beautiful worship this morning? I don't know whether it was me. I came this morning, and I was actually, uh, I'll share with you, I was actually quite tired and a bit sort of, we've had loads of things going on. I was like, oh, gosh, you know, this is all so difficult. And the minute we started worshiping the Lord, it was, it was like I just wanted to jump around. <laughs> a Holy Spirit feeling of, um, of energy. And, uh, yeah, it was, that was good. So, we're going to start to worship, and I would like to, I know it's, um, I, I, we're going to take up the offering during worship, and I would just like our, uh, our offering, our giving, to be in a worshipful state. 
So we're going to send the buckets around as we worship. Um, it's not to take our focus off of Jesus, who we're worshipping at the time, but it's, it's as that act of worship within our sung worship.